Greetings. I'm Laura Valtorta, a content creator who makes films and podcasts. I'm also a writer and an attorney. My other podcasts include Beach Encounters, a new series of short stories that's starting September 18th, 2022, and B is for Bisexual, a completed series of short stories, 13 episodes that's available on all the podcast stations. I'm here with my new podcast, Dante's Music, and this is my son, Dante Valtorta, who is a singer, trombone player, and piano player. He graduated from the wonderful Newberry College with a degree in music. Today, we're going to talk about being a choir member in a church. This involves cantering or soloing during the Mass and singing as a part of the choir itself. Dante, how many people are in your church choir at Our Lady of the Lake Catholic Church? I'd say we have about 17 members in total. Okay, and that's pretty steady, or do they come and go? It's quite steady, although occasionally we have guests, uh, whether it be people um, trying out the choir or guest musicians. Sometimes uh, you have trumpet for, players. Yeah. You've played the trombone in, for the choir, too, haven't I you? I have, yeah, yes. Okay, I know that we discussed last week already what cantering involves, which is soloing, singing the psalm during the Mass, and a responsorial psalm which in which the congregation has to respond and the choir has to respond. So I'm going to ask you now. And also the Alleluia. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. That comes later, right? Right, right. Okay. I'm going to ask you now to sing one of the psalms for if that us. that wasn't already mentioned, I'm sorry. As an example. Uh, First, tell me the title of the psalm. So this is the psalm from the 25th Sunday in Ordinary Time for Sunday, September 18th, and I'll also use it on Saturday, September 17th, uh, called Praise the Lord Who Lifts Up the Poor. Let's hear it. Praise the Lord who lifts up the poor. And as a bass singer in the choir, I also know the bass part um, somewhat. Uh, Forgive me for any errors. Praise the Lord who lifts up the poor, or the poor. Okay, and so that's the part that the congregation sings, that second part. No, the first part is what the congregation sings. Oh, that's, they sing that's the actually soprano. the melody or the soprano. And the, yeah. But in the choir... But not, obviously, choir. it may not be in the same octave as the sopranos. I don't know. Maybe some you know male choir members can sing the soprano part or some people in the congregation, but it's quite high. So. Okay. <laughs> uh, now, as a member there. of the church choir for some years... And also a person who took choir for three semesters at Newberry College. Um, let let me hear some advice that you would give to the choir leader. What makes a good choir leader in a church? Well, at our level, it may be a little bit late uh, to teach people about theory and you know the basics of reading music. Also, in a church choir, we there's a ninety percent chance we don't have the time, you know, to get technical about theory and reading music. Uh, so, I think that the 
the best, my best advice, and and uh, some of this is what my music director is currently doing, um, is to, um, you know, give hymns that may be less familiar with the choir, you know, something that, you know, may not be, that the, um, you know, average Catholic parishioner may not know, or maybe even some of the choir members may not already know in the choir. So give a little variety so, uh, in the choice of the the hymns for the choir. So hymns that you know and hymns that you don't know as well. Right. Okay, and do the choir members seem to like that? Oh, yeah, like the, um, the choir members seem to like that. I'm not going to say that, like, a hundred percent of the parish or the choir is completely on board with it, but you know, for me, it's enjoyable. So. Well, that's good. Um, yeah. And do most? Do you find that most of your choir fellow choir members know how to read music? Or I, I feel that um, you know, everybody's trained in different ways. You know, if people don't know um, how to read music within the choir, they do um, understand, or if they have you know, different ways of reading music. They, they, they know how to sing the melody and sing the parts because everybody's trained differently. Yeah. And Blake, Um, Blake plays, plays it on the piano or the organ, right? He, does he illustrate it? Yes. And we recently got a new uh, digital piano. I believe it's a Yamaha. Oh, that's nice. Okay. For, for the, this is for the practice room, not the pulpit uh, in the sanctuary. Right. Okay. And, um, what other tips could you give the choir leader? What else do you like? Um, I would say, you know, um, two things I would say is to let people express themselves and not try not to give too much constraint. And, you know, every once in a while, Blade does this often. I know we talked about, he, he also lets people, is, is really in favor of letting choir members express themselves. But occasionally, um, we, we uh we talk about you know we we um introduce the choir members who who may not be trained so technically in music who may have a less for- who may be experienced but have a less technical training in music uh we explain we uh include one musical term you know one little piece of knowledge uh and it's all it's 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 in a way that's not too forceful and it's fun uh we we make the learning fun for members of the choir uh, like recently, uh, Blade uh, introduced a, a, a um, musical term called a Picardy third, which is where the melody, what, when you go from the five chord to the one chord, the melody ends on the third of the chord rather than the root of the chord. So that's called a Picardy third. So I that mean, people like If that. I butchered that, I apologize, but that's yeah. how I remember it. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah. that sounds good. It sounds like... You get to learn something. It's not just the same old, same old right. every time, either musically or, and you learn something. Mm-hmm. All right, let's end and let me have you sing the psalm and the response again. Okay. I have not sung. I, I'm sorry. I have not sung the verse. I think this time I will include a verse uh, in my singing. Praise the Lord. Who lifts up the poor. And this was in the key of G. Uh, I think this is a pretty beautiful psalm. Um, Maybe interpreted differently by different uh, people, but uh, yes. It's a matter Um, of taste. Right. And and this is the first verse that goes along with that psalm. 
Praise you, servants of the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord, both now and forever. And then here's the bass part. Praise the Lord who lifts up the poor, or the poor. Nice. I like the first version better. Okay. Thank you, Dante. And that's the end of our podcast. We'll see you next week.